Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible Study, 7 p.m., and on Thursdays, Men Focus, a discussion group, starts at 6 p.m., Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us at 99.5 FM on your radio dial or kkla.com, where it's being live fed at that time. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, and they continue daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Certainly we thank and praise God for this 26th day of July, 2022. We're gonna go into the word of God. First, we're going to just want to play this, this wonderful worship song, and then we're gonna go into the book of Genesis. God bless you.
Mighty God. That is sung by Laura Allen, taken from the scripture, Isaiah 37 and 16. Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherub, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You made heaven and earth. Again, that's Isaiah 37 and 16. And that was sung by Laura Allen. Mighty God. Let's let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. My heart is filled. And I, there's a lot that I would like to say. And, and I know that I, my time is limited. And so is your patience. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace for blessing us with the reasonable activity of and reasonable portion of health, Lord God. We just thank you right now for your kindness, keeping us dry this day, Lord God, and blessing us to, to see this day that has not been promised to us. Lord God, and bless us to walk according to your will, Lord God, and certainly to see the benefits that you have provided in this day for us and to acknowledge them, Lord God, to take advantage of them as you have placed them here for that purpose. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service. You can find us on iHeartRadio. Uh, that was not Jesus calling. Uh, thank God for what he is doing. <laughs> Listen, if you are looking for a church home, growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. And um, I just want to put this out there on Sunday, this coming Sunday. The, uh, we always have our lines open, but we're going to give a space and time where you can, maybe you want to call in and testify what the Lord is doing for you. So we're going to open up that space um, this Sunday uh, in our 9 a.m. worship service. Also want to remind you that October 6th, 7th, and 9th, is our leadership conference. And so there'll be some dynamic teaching going on as well as ordination service during that time. And so I wanna invite you to come out and join us. There'll be more information as we draw closer to that as far as the uh, location. We're in the book of Genesis. And we're touching what is referred to as the law of particularization moving from the general to the particular. And there are three areas, universe, earth, and man. Uh, we're touching the creation and a principal person who is the cosmetological of, cosmological, excuse me, cause of all things, and the teleological, the designing mind behind everything, and none other than God himself. And he always deserves a standing observation standing uh, uh, and as well as us kneeling and giving him glory and honor. And so we should observe the Lord. Uh, that was not a mistake. Our observation and our focus should be on the Lord. The Bible says that we should look towards the hills. David said, I'll look towards the hills from what cometh my help. You should look towards the hills from what cometh your help as well. And so we're going to go on into the word of God. I'm kind of laughing at myself here because for something that's going on right now. But we're going to go on into the word of God. My endeavor is not to be long. 
But I, I may be a little off the chain tonight. So just want you to know, and you know, I may not have as many restraints that I might normally have. And there's good reason for it. You know, I was surfing last night. I was on the looking at some YouTube video. I was look, searching for some music and I had my bass guitar out and, you know, I, I changed the battery and the volume and was ready to, to play, you know, um, uh, a worship, a praise song unto the Lord. And as I was uh, surfing, I saw uh, a subject and it said, don't let the church kill you. And I was kind of curious as what this individual might have been saying. And, you know, there are a lot of messages. People like listening to what stuff that sounds controversial. And so this minister went on to say, and I only could tolerate a little bit of it, uh, because one thing is that because it sounds fancy or sound, you know, that, um, uh, you know, something that a movie could be made out of and all that don't mean it's the word of God. First of all, the church is not going to kill you. Uh, Jesus shed his blood for the church. And you'll find that in Acts 20 and 28. And the Bible tell, warns the ministers not to be lords over his flock because the flock does not belong to you. It belongs to God. He's the one that shed his blood for the church. Uh, Jesus told Peter that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. It's the safest place that there is. And so, um, and we're not talking about the brick and mortar either. We're talking about the actual church of God. The brick and mortar is necessary as God has established it. But this man went on to talk about the church. And, you know, obviously it was from a book he read and he thought it sounded good. But let me tell you something. You must be careful with what you ingest. The church is not going to kill anyone. It is the ark of safety. And so the Bible tells us what kills. It said the wages of sin is death. And that'll kill you. Sin will kill you. And so you'll die from committing sin. And so if you don't want to die, if you don't want to commit spiritual suicide, stay away from sin. Uh, he went on to talk about uh, different things. You know, the, the person Halo was choking them to death uh, because they were so heavenly minded. They was no earthly good and all this stuff. Those are all individual behavior that, uh, you know, if you caught up in self-righteousness, you will die. Uh, yeah, you will die. And so be careful what you listen to. It might sound good, you know, and stuff. Be careful. Let's stick to the word of God. And that may not be a popular subject, but I'm, I'm putting that warning out there. The Lord say the same, we'll come back to it. We're in the book of Genesis. Genesis 2, 18, beginning at verse 18 through 25. The Bible says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help me. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Abram, unto Adam to see what he would call them. 
and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help me for him. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made a woman and brought her unto the man. And God said, and Adam said, excuse me, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. No doubt about it, the Lord knows what's best for me. You may have heard that in the words of a song before or thought about it on your own or, you know, or, or caught it um, from some other means, but it, God knows what's best for us. Well, saints, uh, uh, friends, the, this brings many to a crossroad. It brings some to a dilemma. Uh, it brings them to an impasse, a, a quandary, you know, it's a problem for some because uh, there has been personal declarations made by uh, my woman. And so I hope that was clear what I said. Uh, I'll repeat it again. There have been declarations made by women and a few men that have said, I don't need or I don't have need of anyone. Now, Numbers 23 and 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man, that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it? Or, and have he spoken and shall uh, he not make good of it? I want to look at that first part. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent of anything that he has said. So my question to you uh, is, is God wrong? Is the statement that has been made by the Lord incorrect? If you're bold enough to make a public statement uh, among many on national TV, on radio, in conventions, in different settings, that uh, I don't have a need for a man, I don't have a need for anyone. Uh, then is God wrong in the statement that he made about humanity, about, uh, about man, when he plainly said it is not good that man should be alone? Well, see, this brings up a uh, controversy. This does bring up something uh, and puts people at a, in a slight dilemma here. First Peter 3 and 15 says, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason for the hope that is in you 
with meekness and fear. So when that statement is made, it is nothing wrong when someone asking the question of, is God wrong? And are you right? Or is God right and you're wrong in making that statement? You're spewing that venom out, that bad, excuse, I'm going to say it, that bad breath all over the audience telling young ladies and, and some gentlemen that, that you don't need nobody. And so uh, you need to give an answer. You need to give an answer. So make sure that when you give an answer that it makes sense. If it does not make sense, then it is nonsense. What I have learned during my little life is what many, you know, what many um, women and men are saying is that you are not the one. Now, instead of just saying that, you know, they, they put out this statement that I don't need anyone. I'm fine by myself. I just need God alone. And that's not what God said. That's not what he said at all. Now, my son, I have two sons and two daughters, two grandsons, and and we're we're close. We talk about a number of things, you know, and and so one day my my son was at work. And he I got him a, on where I worked at and and so he was highly offended. Uh, by a young lady, and he told me about it. He, he didn't do anything wrong. He was simply going to the mailroom to get something, and there was a young lady uh, who was dressed uh, provocatively, and you know. And so, as he entered the room, she happened to bend over, and then immediately thought he was checking her out. Now, whether he was or wasn't is not the question. Uh, you know. Uh, that's not the issue as I explained to him. The, the issue or the problem is that he was not the one she preferred to walk in at that time. Had it been the that person that she didn't mind seeing her, um, her beauty mark and all of that stuff, then she would have felt differently. She would not have made that statement. When I hear statements like, I don't need a man, is it because you have a drawer full of batteries? Gentlemen, uh, when you make this statement that I don't need nobody, I don't need no, no companion in my life, is that because you have a sock pocket? Let you think about that for a moment while I drink a little bit of this Powerade. What do you mean by that statement when God said it is not good for man to be alone? 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 9 says, Now concerning the things whereof I wrote or you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. This is Paul talking to the church, and he said, Nonetheless, Gentlemen, keep your hands to yourself. There are no open invitations to touch anything. Ladies, same thing with you. Nonetheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. So 
these are physical people, not imaginary friends, not devices, but physical people. The wife have not power, excuse me, let the husband render unto the wife, do benevolence, man, take care of yourself. Make sure you handle your business. You know, don't clog up your arteries where you can't. Ladies, the same with you, handle your business and so you're not walking around sickly. So let the husband render unto the wife do benevolence and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife have not power over her own body and that is not by force, gentlemen, but the husband. And likewise also the husband have not power over his own body. That's not by nagging, ladies. Defraud ye not one another, except to be for consent, with consent for time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. And that's not every day, 24-7. And come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your inconsistency. But I speak this by permission and not of commandment. For I would rather all men as I, even as I am, but every man have his proper gift of God one after this manner and another after that manner. I say therefore unto the unmarried and widows, ladies, you're not married, gentlemen can be widows as well. It is good for them if they abide, if you, if you hang like I am and you know, and consecrate unto the Lord. But if you cannot contain, if you cannot contain, if you if you have a scratch that you feel need to be itched, and that's normal, but not with a silver bullet, not with a sock puppet, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn. So listen, for some, they're looking for that perfection. certain perfection, and, and I get that, I get it, I get it. Perfect is defined by your own personal desire, let's put it that way. According to the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, there are healthy body fat percentages based on your age for people age 20 through 39, and you know, and then there's the age group of 40 through 59, and, you know, and it goes on. I, I'm, I'm in there somewhere, and so are you. The American Journal of Clinical Nutrition defines that as a, uh, they define a certain form of perfection, talking about the physical man, but others define perfection, goals and different things as financial or a good name. You, you need a good name or credit. Uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, perfection is a little crazy or not. I, I don't know. I'm not going to judge you in that area if you if you want, if she's a little off and you like off, you know, or him, you know, listen, having a uh, something to hold on to, you know, you may like perfection to you, maybe those love handles, uh, you know, um, or, or not. I don't that to eat perfection to each his own. Either way, like Adam. They should have something to offer. Adam had something to offer. You want him to have a little something besides uh, mama drama. You know, uh, you want him to have a little something besides miss, missing child support or uh, bad credit. You want him to have something more. Uh, 
uh, then and certainly not living with your mother, your uncle and friends and other and, and their family. You need to bring something to the table besides an appetite. Genesis 2 and uh, that 18 verse, and the Lord said, the Lord God, sovereign God, God Almighty, God who created the heavens and the earth. God who said it's good. Everything he looked at, he said it's good. He said it was good. And then when he made the male and female, he said, he said, very good. But here we find that he said it is not good that the man should be alone. And I will make him, I'm going to make him help me. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever he called them every living creature that was the name thereof. And Adam gave name to all the cattle and the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. But for Adam, for Adam, there was not found a help me for him. Now out of all the things God praised, listen here. This is not one of them. It is not good that man should be alone. Then he said, I'm going to solve, I'm going to solve the issue of his loneliness. The issue of following the order to be fruitful and multiply and replenish could not be done unless this issue was resolved. Adam would have watched and wondered. I don't know what he wouldn't have wondered. Adam would have watched the birds and the bees. I don't know what that means, you know, you know, as far as what they taught you in school, but, but he would have watched, you know, he would have seen the cattle and the creepy things and, uh, you know, and he would have been observing all of this. And since he was intelligent, then he certainly would have had legitimate question. Adam was intelligent. He was fit for the job. Remember, he was an overseer over the dominion, over the things that God had established. He had personality. He had character. So he wouldn't have been able to name the animals. Uh, he was spontaneous, not boring, and reasonable in what he was doing. And so, gentlemen, you need to think about that. Are you spontaneous or are you boring? You're a couch potato, you know, please don't be a Homer Simpson. Be responsible. Show some intelligence, some personality, some character. Are you saying God don't have someone intelligent enough for you? Is that what the statement is, ladies, that, uh, that yeah, I don't need no one? Are you saying there's not a man fit enough to handle the garden? Adam was able to handle the garden. Are you saying everyone's personality is whack? They have no character? Are you saying no one is spontaneous and they're all irresponsible? Adam had it all. God said, I will make him a help me. So Adam had everything that he needed. God had to prepare and make someone for him that could meet his standards. Someone suitable because the man was prepared. He was well suited for what uh, God needed him to do. Now, Romans 1 comes to mind. 
uh, because it, it, for those that say, well, I don't need you, listen, are, are you leaving the natural affection of the body when in, that is described in Romans, the natural use of it by saying you don't need no one? And, and here it is year in, month and days that 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 natural element that shows up and you say, well, I don't need listen. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, now this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh and she should be called woman because she was taken out of man. Now God applied his anesthesia and performed a specific operation. God had a specific goal in mind, and that was to create someone that was suitable for the spectacular man that he had created. I think you need to, uh, we, we have this flaw that we, because you messed up or because you did something that you knew you should not have been doing or you or he didn't keep his promise to you because he was not suitable for you. He was not the right one. He just happened to say those things that caught you in a moment of vulnerability. And so now you take it out on that man child and instead of building him up, you tear him down where you should be building him up that God created you and you are suitable and you have all the needs and everything that God put in you to achieve what God wants you to achieve and that is to have dominion over the works of his hands. Bless your Lord Jesus. God took the DNA of the man and transformed it into a suitable help me. There is a suitable help me walking around someplace for brother Adam. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about even in this day. The devil and his minions, his trolls, have been trying to do to mirror and mimic what God did then and trying to do it today and therefore bringing about uh, false infection, bringing about uh, lies and different things of, uh, of well, God made a mistake. God did not make a mistake. And if he did, you wouldn't know it. People have become mentally deranged, spiritually molested by the devil's trolls. The woman was made equal to man. Let's not uh, forget that. Uh, the man, the woman is equal to the man. She was not taken from his back, his butt, or any other. She was taken from his side. He was, she was made to meet all of his needs and expectations and she did. Now, I'm, I'm just going to jump and put this out there. But brothers, brothers, listen. Maybe she might look good. The one that you think is suitable for you, she might look good. But she's really not suitable for you. There's some things that you need to be aware of and you need to question and you need to ask just like there are things that she need to ask about you and you should not be afraid to answer because she needs to know that you are suitable too. And if not, then you need to walk away. Friends, let's, we'll be friends. And I don't mean friends with benefits, but friends, friends. 
Okay. Now, when you do find her, God added a blessing for those that partake in holy matrimony. Proverbs 18, 22 said, whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing. When you find someone that is suitable for you, uh, then you obtain favor with the Lord. You obtain favor with the Lord. And so it's important that you find that one, which means uh, brothers are looking. That means they're searching. Their eyes are open as they should be. Their eyes, their ears, their nostrils, you know, but you're not breaking your neck as somebody walked by, please. No, that's lust. That's not uh, a great interest. If you're going to turn around, you might as well approach them and, 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 and see what happens. And, and if it don't work, then it don't work. If it does, then, you know, uh, let's go on. Brothers, you need to cherish your equal. She's your equal. Ladies are your equal. They're not behind you, not less than you, not beneath you, but your equal. Now, Genesis 1, 26, beginning at 26 verses, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon on the earth. So God created man in his image and in his image uh, God created him male and female, created he them and God blessed them said unto them be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth subdue it you subdue it together anyone that you wish you, there should be a common goal if there's no common goal you need to understand that and know that before you make vows which are unto the lord those vows are not strictly unto one another they are unto the lord and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and every living thing that move up on it Bless your Lord Jesus. You have to make sure that they're suitable, that she's suitable. You know, uh, because if they're not, uh, you you want to find out sooner than later so that you can uh, you can you can acknowledge that she may have had all the looks and may even have some smarts, but she was not suitable for you. Matter of fact, she was probably the best thing that you never had. Therefore, you didn't suffer the heartache, the pain. Uh, you didn't have to walk around with the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation on, protecting yourself from those fiery darts and getting hit upside the head with different things because you did not do it the right way. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. It is not good to mess with your flesh. Mm -hmm. You got to treat your flesh right. You know, you don't take your flesh to your parents' house. You know, you don't cut on your flesh. You don't beat up on it. And ladies, don't buy that big field of dreams. Don't buy that stuff that he's trying to that he's trying to sell. Especially, there's no evidence or proof. You know, maybe you might think he's cute and you like his voice. Oh, he's going to be a rap star. He's going to be a singer. You know, he's going to be nothing. Mm -hmm. He's going to be an athlete because he played high school ball. All of a sudden, he's going to make it to the NBA. No scouts is looking at him or anything like that. Come on now. In the meantime, 
if he was, he still got to be able to support himself as well as whomever, you know, to be able to buy a few nice trinkets every now and then. All right. So in taking care of your own flesh, you don't beat yourself up. Yeah, you know, so you certainly not going to lay hands on a woman and beat her up since she is of your flesh. You know, you're not going to use any derogatory language. You're not going to call her outside of her name or that term of endearment. You know, I'm going to stop right there. I told you I'm not going to be long. I'm not going to bore your patience. But next time you hear somebody say, I don't need a man. They lying. <laughs> That's not what God said. I don't need anyone. Let me just go ahead and say this. Adam spent time with God. The woman is made. Adam spent time with God, even though. So for those of you that are so sanctimonious and, you know, and listening to that, that's those false statements and somebody spewing all that bad breath all over the place of what they don't need. Wear a mask. What is it? N95? Put, put a mask on because that's some, some stinky stuff. It's not real. And you don't want your children growing up under that. You don't want to walk around with that in your mind. You know, let's follow what the word of God is saying. And, and so be prepared. Gentlemen, you prepare. Uh, the whole thing about a diary is that is that that woman should not miss what she had at home. That woman should not miss what she had at home. You should have equal or more to offer. Don't bring appetite to the table. Ooh, that sure was some good food and you ain't got nothing else. You sitting there scratching and relaxing on her sofa in her place, hoping to fall asleep so that you don't got to drive, walk, drive, bicycle, whatever home. You should have your own. Bless your Lord Jesus. Well, my time is up. I'm going to finish this Powerade that I'm drinking. God bless you. Share the word of God with someone else. And we'll be back in the book of Genesis, continuing on on next Tuesday. Mighty God. This is Pastor Carl Henderson again saying be blessed. And, and uh, take it seriously. It's humorous to hear some of the things that we have heard and we know it don't line up with the word of God and people just sharing stuff and spreading it like it's gospel. Let's not do that. Let's not insult our God with such words and different things. If it's not the truth, don't say amen to it. Don't agree with it. You don't have to agree with it. it they, they might... Find out why are you really saying it? What you really might be, what I look at is that you're saying that there's nobody, when you look out over the audience, there's nobody there that you want. But when that right person come in, that tune will change. Mm -hmm. and, and so, but it's better not to say that thing and to put down your brothers. Just entreat them as brothers, brothers, entreat them as sisters. And God will send that suitable one. 
you continue to be prayerful. Keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, watch for the red flags and different things that are, you know, ladies and gentlemen. And certainly let me make a recommendation if you need to talk with someone that, um, a father, if you don't have a father, because that man certainly should be talking to your father and your mother and vice versa. But if you don't have no one, I certainly expect mine to, uh, for, for us to sit down and I get to have a good conversation with him, you know, or to meet her, which they have been honorable in that fashion. I thank God for, uh, for my young, my male, I'm trying to think of the right word to say, my adult children. They're not children to you, but they're uh, always will be to me. I love them. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. In Jesus' name. Now may the grace of God and sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Amen. Remember on Sunday morning at 9 a.m., we're going to open the phone line up. Well, you can call in, testify, tell them what God is doing for you. We'd love to hear that. That's at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning.